Welcome to a quick mini-sode. Mini-sode. River Heights Radio mini-sode. River Heights Radio mini-sode. The book before the book we read. We went back and asked what was happening in the 1930s before all the nonsense we saw. I read the whole thing. <laughs> you read the whole darn thing. It's so much better. It's such a better book other than, you know, more sexism and racism. It's so condescending. But it's condescending to a get things done, cool girl detective rather than not being condescending to a Melba Toast Nancy Drew that we saw. The Secret of the Old Clock in its original form is a revenge story. <laughs> I, I could, yeah, I think so. Nancy Drew is like, these Topham sisters, they tried to get me in trouble in class and i am mad at them here in river heights none of us really like those topham sisters <laughs> we, the, well, ri- who, the richard Thompsons. Who would? who would one of my favorite things is that it made clear that one of the reasons we in river heights don't like the richard Thompsons is that he made all his money gambling on the stock market well it's new wealth versus old wealth boo they don't give to charities so. Boo. You gotta at least pretend to be giving back. We start out this book, Nancy Drew turns to her father and is like, it would be a shame if all the money went to the Tophams. They will fly higher than ever. Nancy Drew is keeping an eye on the social hierarchy, making sure that no one becomes bigger than their britches. Yeah, Nancy Drew comes in and she says, here's a spiky shell. Throw it at the person who's in first place. <laughs> They don't deserve it. Even though she's in second. They're not even nice. Yeah, even though she's in second. Maybe third. Yeah. Her father uh, smiles at her indulgently. He's indulging her the whole book. And gives her his respectful attention. We were both taken aback by this disturbing quote. (laughs) that I will read you. Carson Drew was not particularly concerned with the Richard Topham family, but rather with the rich glow of the lamp upon Nancy's curly golden bob. Not at all the sort of head which one expected to indulge in serious thoughts, he told himself. He's very proud that he's taught her to think for herself and to think logically. Now, well, it doesn't just say he's very proud. No, it was his secret boast. Don't tell anyone, but I'm proud of this. (laughs) Nancy takes on this case. If a will is missing, isn't that a mystery? No, Nancy. Nancy. No, no, it's not. No, not if at my all. keys are missing, is that a mystery, Nancy? <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's more a mystery because at least we know there that were they keys. existed at all. Yeah. She's having trouble getting anywhere with this case, so she says to her father. I guess I'm not cut out for a detective. And her father's like, don't give up. He also thinks it's, it's for a good cause to nudge my daughter at mystery. It might it might not be the safest profession. It's kind of nice, I think, because he makes sure she knows she's getting into something dangerous. And then when she's like, yeah, he's like, good. There's a real sense that Carson Drew, ex-DA in this book, who is not just a lawyer, but a criminal... Is it criminal criminal def- and mystery case lawyer a matlock or a perry mason yeah which makes a little more sense we spent a little bit of time talking about nancy's thoughts on the scenery as she drove in our regular episode i didn't know why nancy was so into the scenery like a true daughter of the middle west the middle west nancy drew took pride in the fertility of her state 
and saw beauty in a crop of waving green corn. There isn't this, I wish people were like this landscape. She doesn't save a dog's life. She doesn't do all this weird side stuff. She doesn't give a phone call to a pianist to tell him about an opera singer. The woman wants to find a will Uh and she eventually does. The Topham sisters knock over an expensive bowl. They directly try to get the shopkeeper fired. Nancy, of course, has seen the whole thing, steps up and is like, oh, you, you must be mistaken. You, (laughs) it was actually you who knocked over the bowl. I'm, I'm sure you just didn't see it right or something weird. Sorry. (laughs) You'll pay for this, Nancy Drew. (laughs) Yeah. So then she goes out on a walk and happens to accidentally follow them to the park because she's not thinking because her blood is boiling. And she says, oh, I don't want to walk right in front of them. Not because she's afraid of them, mind you. She doesn't want to get her temper in a fling. Yeah, she doesn't want to lose her temper and do something to them. So she (laughs) decides to take cleverly, she thinks, oh, I will take this road behind them. And, and, And I wouldn't want to overhear anything. I wouldn't mean to, but oh, they're talking about the will, so I better climb further into the bushes to listen to them. You're spying, Nancy. What you're doing is spying. Uh, but which, fair enough. I mean, you know, you, you can't have these ladies flying too high. Well, her dad says that too. Well, I didn't mean to hear. But then they listen to the rest. So maybe you didn't mean to hear the first thing. But like, if you then intentionally listen to the rest. Anyone who didn't mean to hear this podcast, we invite you to stick around. <laughs> and listen to the rest. And listen to the rest. She, there's no more she didn't gossip because she was a lady. It's She didn't gossip because she didn't know this woman from Wednesday. And she didn't want it getting around. One funny thing that wasn't cool is she couldn't figure out how she was going to go to the Topham's house at Moon Lake when her best friend in the whole world, Helen Corning, had invited her to go camp with her at Moon Lake. And it takes her like half a chapter to figure out, oh, I know my cover story. And then, you know, when she gets there, you know what her friend wants her to do? Camping things with her. She doesn't tell Helen what she's doing. She doesn't tell Helen, hey, I need some space. (laughs) One day, Nancy finally says, oh, I just can't anymore. Go on a hike without me. You guys all just go. Have fun. Takes this boat that they've warned her doesn't work that well. (laughs) Takes it off into the middle of the lake. The motor dies. She can see the Topham bungalow that she means to go rob, means to go take the clock from, or at least the will. She's so close and yet so far away that she's out in the sun for eight hours. Where's, where's your strong swimming stroke now, Nancy? Well, she does think about swimming to shore, but then she'd be wet and there's no way to get back to the camp on the road. She doesn't have a car and then she has to get back to the boat and it may have floated away. It's Gosh. a whole thing, Carl. It's, it's a whole thing. as if we thing. haven't thought this through at all, Nancy. But you know what else, Nancy? Nancy hasn't thought about? Quote unquote, like most girls, she had never interested herself in the mechanics of what made wheels go round. Listen, I'm not here to look down on anyone, but there's one thing I know. Boats don't have wheels. <laughs> in the closet later, she talks about levers and how Archimedes said a lever could move anything and what a fool he was because she can't get out of this closet. Math and science are lost on Nancy. Nevertheless, after sitting in the sun for eight hours starving and getting sunburnt, 
she learns how to put a motor together and gets the motor to work and gets herself back to shore. I'd like to say that saying Archimedes said a lever could move anything, but I beg to defer. <laughs> Sounds like the beginning of like a terrible valedictorian speech. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one could move me away from my friend. One of my favorite, favorite quotes of the book is, I can't very well climb through a window much, <laughs> much as I would like to. This like becomes a near fetish yes nancy <laughs> wants nothing more for the rest of her life this is the easter egg in every nancy drew novel from here on out which window is nancy gonna climb through if batman had bats <laughs> nancy drew has this moment that she always regrets not climbing through that first window. Yes, yes. <laughs> and she spends her life avenging it. Nancy drives after these thieves, finds them in an inn of ill repute, peeks in the window. What were they doing? They were having a drinking orgy. Drinking orgy. Welcome to River Heights Radio After Dark. <laughs> Nancy says to herself, luck was with me for once, as she discovers the keys under the mat in the van she wants to get into. Which, come on, Nancy. She does have a lot of bad luck, like getting caught in a rainstorm I guess but also everything else just like falls in her lap. She manages to steal the clock, go back to the police officers, bring them back to the robbers. Hide the clock. They get arrested but Nancy insists of course on getting no credit probably because she doesn't want the top ums to find out she stole their clock. When the cops hear her name they say so you're the daughter of Carson Drew. I see you're following his footsteps starting in young aren't you? Uh, Nancy laughed. It was only an accident that took me to the top of bungalow at the critical moment. I mean, I kind of. An accident. The accident was that if she hadn't gone out in a boat that wasn't working, then she would have been there nine hours earlier and could have just <laughs> taken the clock. Accidentally, I didn't steal the clock a day earlier. Yeah. So the marshal reassures Nancy, not many girls would have used their brains the way you did. This leads to this Using moment where now that the criminals are in this packed police car, all of the police cannot fit in and on this police car. So the marshal's like, hey, Nancy, are you going back to town? And Nancy not thinking is like, yeah, of course, I'm going through there. And the marshal's like, oh, good, you can give me a ride. At which point Nancy realizes her error and that she has stolen goods in her back seat and goes, uh, well, uh, I have a package in my back seat. And the cop's like, oh, no, no worries. I'll hold it on my lap. Oh, no, 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 I have room in my trunk. Don't, don't you worry. He's like, well, at least let me help you lift it. No, 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 I got it. I got it, officer. Puts it into her trunk, holds her breath the entire way to the jail where she drops off the marshal and finally feels safe. I mean, first of all, who hasn't felt safe not being with police anymore? Yeah. Secondly, what was Nancy's expectation of what might happen? How well do the local police know the clocks of the citizenry of River Heights? Maybe it's wrapped in the same bubble wrap as was in the truck. Because <laughs> now I want to know how many identifiable bubble wraps exist. Mm -hmm. And there were so many changes in the new version, whether it was the scream in the garage mm -hmm. or the story, that were meant to have these Goosebumps-esque cliffhangers at the end of every chapter. And it adds to the real je ne sais quoi of bad book writing. Well, and 
And just the fact that Nancy originally isn't some superhuman that rescues children and mm-hmm. dogs right. and everybody they see. She's a nice girl who talks with people and learned things. And has like normal 16-year-old enemies that and is, she hates. And is perhaps like slightly too dogged in her persistence to like get across a lake. Yeah. That's it. Instead of, yeah, absolutely going around doing the weirdest assortment of nonsense that somehow fits together. It wasn't so much updated as just patchwork. I feel like I can just hear the Grethermeyer executive, you know, snorting blow and being like, we gotta get something for these kids! In my headcanon, Harriet Strathemeyer is jealous <laughs> that Mildred Benson got to write it at all. She's like, it's my plot. I wrote this plot and I should get to she... write the book. I can write it just as well. Scribbles out like Mildred's beautiful prose. Why did Mildred leave out the part about the pianist? <laughs> it was in my outline. <sighs> That's the 1930s for you folks. This has been the book before the book. A tantalizing minisode. Minisode? Minnesota minisode. This has been the book (laughs) before before the the book. book. A tantalizing Tantalizing minisode (laughs) from River Heights Radio. Go Go Wildcats! Wildcats!